TomDispatch.com, this is TomCast. Interviews and insight from Tom Dispatch contributors for anyone seeking a deeper understanding of our post-9-11 world and a clear sense of how our global imperial system actually works. I'm Timothy McBain. Recently, I had the pleasure of speaking again with Peter Van Buren, a longtime State Department employee, blogger, and author most recently of We Meant Well, How I Helped Lose the Battle for the Hearts and Minds of the Iraqi People. Peter and I talked about how the political game has changed when it comes to both leaking and stifling information. Uh, David Mamet told an anecdote in one of his books about uh, talking to lawyers, and he made the observation that uh, trial is not necessarily a search for the truth, but rather two sides jockeying for control of the central issue. How how do you think that observation applies to what's going on right now as, as you talk about how the U.S. government and the Obama administration is controlling information? I think the playwright must have worked for the State Department at one point uh, in time in his career to figure that kind of thing out. What's happened now in the United States, and particularly in our, in our mainstream media, is that the concept of objectivity has morphed into simply presenting two polarized points of view and then cutting to commercial. Here's somebody who's saying black is black, and here's somebody who's saying white is white, and then the news just leaves it at that. True objectivity requires a search for, for, for true truth. And what's happened now in the United States is that that has become incumbent upon us, the people, to actually do that work. When information is presented to you, whether it's by the administration or by the media, then your job is to try to parse that information into the truth, to say, here's what I know, what does this actually mean? There's, a, there's an active component to all this that is unfortunately missing. The majority of people sit back and, and watch these polarized newscasts um, and, and then sit back and say, well, those are the two sides to the issue. It's as if you had Ellie Weissel on there talking about the Holocaust, and then after the commercial, they bring back Martin Borman to talk about the positive side of the Holocaust. It's almost absurd how this passes for objective journalism today. And if the media can't do it or won't do it, then it's up to us as citizens, as individuals, to do it. And and when you, you write about the current administration leaking information to the press for political reasons, you, on one hand, it seems that this is not necessarily something new. So what, if anything, is different about how the Obama administration is manipulating the information that is accessible to the public? Well, first, as you said, it is nothing new. People have leaked positive things about themselves for a long time and tried to hold back negative information for a long time. In fact, I suspect that many people do that when they go on a first date. So there's nothing really new per se about it. I think what's happened here is that the volume has just gone up and the stakes have just gone up. The Obama administration has coupled its leaking of positive information not only with withholding information that doesn't make it look good, but in actively trying to squash information that doesn't make it look good in their, in their war on whistleblowers which includes myself. The Obama administration, in an unprecedented series of steps, has brought more people to court for whistleblowing under the Espionage Act than all previous administrations combined. And so it's not just a matter of emphasizing the good and trying to tone down the bad. What we're seeing now is an active, organized campaign using the tools of government and some nasty stuff that, that isn't really part of government to promote a meme that Obama is the victorious leader of a powerful nation, while at the same time aggressively crushing 
anyone who's trying to blow the whistle to get more information out there to say there are other sides to these stories and other information that you, you the public, need to know in order to know what's going on. It's that second side of it, the aggressive crushing of whistleblowers and the attempt to blot out all negative information and to blot out the sources of that information, that's what makes this different from politics as usual. And in your experience, how do you compare the current administration and their decision-making process to that of uh, George W. Bush? Does, does Obama himself call more of the shots, or is it a case of his advisors controlling policy? I mean, how hands-on is he when it comes to these decisions? There's a funny twist in all of this, and, and that is that we're sort of saying it's bad for Obama to tell us about these secret programs, albeit that make him look good, where at the same time, I'm very glad that some of this information is coming out so that we do have a little bit of an additional window into what government is doing. So there's, a, there's kind of a funny dichotomy here that hasn't been fully resolved. That said, what Obama is trying to do here is present himself, a picture of himself, as a bloody warrior, as one of the 300 standing at the gates of Thermopylae. We don't just hear that Obama made the decision to kill bin Laden. We, we get it almost as if bin Laden uh, and Obama went hand-to-hand -hand at it, and, and finally uh, the American president won. We find out not only that Obama is ordering and directing the drone campaign, but that he literally is making the decisions on who will live and who will die and which cases will be pursued and which cases will be left uh, to go. We're just a half step away from hearing that he's got the joystick with the red button hidden in a desk drawer in the Oval Office. The problem about this is that it seems to appeal to a large number of Americans. Obama has given up on the left. That was a group of people that he kind of charmed in the 2000 late elec 2008 election with some mumbling about change and hope. Um, and he facing no real opposition on the left and not really particularly caring what the left has to say anymore, he's now gone completely the other direction and is totally whoring himself out to the right. Since the economy is not doing very well and he can't really say many good things about some of the other uh, hot-button issues that the right is interested in, what he's done is painted himself as, as this warrior figure uh, that, kind of awkward considering he wears a suit all day and never leaves the, uh, the, the White House. But it's obviously an attempt to pander to the right, and uh, sadly, it seems to be working. Is this an effective tact for him to take? Well, again, given that he's got no opposition on the left and, and no real concern about how, how the people on the left side of the spectrum are going to vote because they don't really have any other choices, he's got no choice but to continue to build his constituency on the right. He has been hesitant to take on the social issues that are important to the right, abortion and, and, and things like that. He made a feint at, at same-sex marriages, but even that was more of a correcting Joe Biden's uh, gaffe than anything else. But this topic of America beating the poop out of Muslims around the world and Obama raining bombs down in Afghanistan and launching missiles in Pakistan and bringing terror from heaven down on Yemen seems to have caught on with the public, an American public that is still frustrated after 9-11 and still far more locked into a mode of seeking vengeance than seeking any kind of understanding. The fact that it doesn't seem to work 
there seem to be more terrorists than ever. Countries that we never even heard of before are now becoming new havens for Al-Qaeda, such as Mali. Um, how many listeners out there uh, you know, follow the news from Mali very closely? Not very many, but now we find that it's a new haven for Al-Qaeda, Yemen, Somalia, things like that. So despite the fact that the strategy doesn't seem to be very effective, in fact, it seems to be almost counterproductive, um, Obama has seized on it as an election year stunt. Unfortunately, lots of people are dying so that he can get reelected. Do you see this more as a policy for the future or specifically a campaign tactic? Well, a little bit of both, obviously. Um, the drone wars started under George W. and have continued, albeit expanded, under Obama. So this certainly isn't only an election year stunt. I think the new part of it for the election year is the leaking, the the promote the self-promotion, the endless stories in the in the paper about Obama the brave fighter, Obama the warrior, the new ways that we're finding to to smite our enemies. I think that publicity side of it, that propaganda side of it is new for the election year. But unfortunately, sadly, the tactic itself uh, has too much of a history and will go on long past the election. To read Peter Van Buren's article, Leaking War, How Obama's Targeted Killings, Leaks, and Everything is Classified State Have Fused, please visit TomDispatch.com. You can also find Peter's book, We Meant Well, at Amazon.com or at any quality bookstore near you. One note... The opinions expressed here are solely those of the interviewee and are not intended to represent the views of the U.S. State Department or any other government agency. I'm Timothy McBain, and until we meet again, thanks for listening.